cooking Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Won't go Tucker the rebound. And that'll do it. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 169 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host. I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I am finally back. It's been like a month I ate this. Uh, it's been a lot of stuff going on. So like right after I did my last episode, which was like a month ago, I went out of town. I went to Orlando and I had a pretty good time, man. I had a really good time. Got to get away. Got to clear my head and stuff like that. And then when I finally got back, it was... Uh, the, the finals was just starting. I got back on like July 3rd. Finals was just starting. But then I was like, yo, like every time I wanted to drop an episode, it's like it would almost become outdated. Like stuff would happen like literally as I'm recording or like when I'm about to record, when I'm thinking about recording, something will always happen. But I feel like now is a good time to at least record and drop some content. So we're just going to hop right into it, man. So last night, the Milwaukee Bucks were crowned NBA champions and it's been a hell of a ride it's been a hell of a journey um first I want to say you know this was a good NBA finals this is a good NBA finals man you know I was I was really observing at first I wasn't even feeling it to be honest like after the first two games of the finals I wasn't wasn't really wasn't really feeling it man I just wasn't I wasn't I'm like bro like this is the finals and of course, it's obviously, you know, a little bit of me being biased, but it was like, really, this is the finals. Like, I got to watch, like, outside of the stars, all these role players. I just, I just wasn't feeling it, bro. And I guess I just wasn't appreciating the purity and what I what I asked for, because I used I used to be one of those guys that will always talk about, you know, um, I used to talk about parody. You talk about parody a lot. And I was like, man, I want some freaking parody. Like, cause you know, you know, as soon as the Warriors got KD, you know, we all knew what happened. And then I still complain about parody. Well, this was the definition of it because nobody had the Suns and the Bucks coming out. And I'm talking about like at the very beginning of the year. You know, as the playoffs kind of ticked around, you know, some people might have had it, but I'm saying at the very beginning of the year. No, nobody, no, nobody, unless you're a Bucks fan or a Suns fan, said we have the Bucks, and I'm saying that exact matchup, the Bucks versus the Suns in the 2021 NBA Finals. Nobody predicted that. You, you couldn't really predict it. We didn't know how good the Suns were going to be. Obviously, we saw what Chris Paul was able to do with the OKC Thunder, but we didn't know how that would necessarily click. And how that would, you know, materialize with the Suns. Uh, we all know about the Bucks. Um, this team, the core of this team has been together for a while. When I say core, I mean Giannis and Chris Middleton. They've been together for quite some time. Um, they even had Coach Budenholzer for quite a while. So, for them to finally get over the hump is amazing. So, when I watched this finals, I was like, you know, like I said, after the first two games, I wasn't feeling it. The Suns went up 2-0. But, you know, somebody had asked me. Somebody had asked me, and uh, shout out to Brianna. She had asked me after the um, after the Suns went up 2-0. She said, it's going to be Suns and 4. I said, no. I said, no, and here's why. I said, what the Suns did 
is what they did. They, they took care of home court. So when a team take care of take good care of home court, they pretty much just they're just doing their job. That's what they're supposed to do. If they first if they win the first two games of a series and it happens to be at home, they're just they're just doing their job. You know what I'm saying? They're doing what they're supposed to do. They they earned this home court, so you better protect it. So when they said that, when she said that, I said, you know, no, it's not going to be something for her. You know, I think the Bucks, um, you know, they have to go home and they have to protect their home court because they, they lose because game three, that ended up being a must win game for them. If they lost game three, then the series would have been over. Then possibly something for Bucks went home, took care of business game three and four. Go back to Phoenix. I'm like, OK, boom. I really thought Phoenix was going to win that game and I was going to record an episode that day. But I said, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just let it rock. Just let it rock. I thought the Suns were going to win that game. They came out hot. 16-point lead at the end of the first quarter. Bucks, you know, climbed all the way back into that game. They ended up winning the game. They ended up winning game four. I'm like, wow. Um, I was really thinking after that, like, this series is over. And for the Suns, it's over for the Suns. I thought that because they had done such an exceptional job. And the Bucks are a great a great team at home too. They only lost one game at home this postseason. But the Suns, they had never lost a game where they had a double-digit lead. And that was a little telling. And it showed me that the Bucks kind of figured the Suns out. They kind of figured the Suns out. And yeah, they ended up losing game. They ended up taking game five in Phoenix. So I said they come back to the crib. Like they only lost here one time, and that was Trey Young. And Trey Young was proven to beat people on their home floor. He had beat the Knicks. He had beat um he had beat the Sixers. Like Trey Young was doing his thing. And I'm like, I mean, the Suns can do it. You know, they're road warriors as well, but they're, they're the Suns are an excellent home team. And for them to lose on their home floor was a little shocking. I thought the series could have went seven just because I thought both of these teams were really, really good at home. And that just never happened. So, game six last night. I'm like, I just wanted to see a really good game. And I felt like I got that for the most part. Um, The Bucks had kind of jumped out high. They had got out by like 13 or so. And the Suns had climbed their way back into it. Suns actually had the lead at halftime. So I'm like, okay, you know, we got a game. But we sh we saw, and I'm going to get to Giannis in a second. Like, I'm going to really, like, unpack and just talk about him as a whole. It's probably, like, you know, a two-part segment of this. But we saw how dominant Giannis was in this finals. Like, he was he was historic, man. He, he was nothing short of historic. And we got to, like, maybe start talking about him in a different I'm not even going to say maybe. We have to start talking about him in a different light now like we have to you know reshape our top players in the league now i know winning a championship there's luck involved every every step of the way every team has every team gets a little bit of a lucky break um we can go we can go we can go to last year the lakers they got the benefit of being able to rest and going into the bubble where there's no real home court advantage um, they're, they're two stars, a, a brittle player, Anthony Davis. He got his rest. LeBron James, an older player, older superstar. He was able to get his rest as well. But what I say about the bubble is the bubble benefited everyone. Everyone got the same type of benefits. But that's still that's still a little bit of luck. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and I'm not saying like, oh, my God, the world shut down. They got lucky. I'm just saying that there's a little bit of luck 
But, you know, when it got to the bubble, everybody had the same opportunity, no home court. Everybody was on an equal playing field. So, and the Lakers had actually worked very hard to secure home court for the duration of that playoffs, and they didn't even get to reap the benefits of that. So that's another discussion. Um, we go back to 2019, and that's Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors winning the championship. Uh, we all know Kevin Durant got hurt. He um, ruptured his Achilles. Klay Thompson also got hurt, tore his ACL, and the Raptors. And they, they won like a string of luck. Like Kawhi Leonard hit a shot that bounced four times around the rim. You guys get where I'm going with it. 2015, we could take it back a little further. Um, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love all get hurt. And the Warriors ended up winning that series in six. We could, like, you know, there's luck. There's a little bit of luck involved in every championship run. No matter, no matter how you slice it. And the Suns got a little bit of luck, too. Anthony Davis got hurt in the first round. Uh, I'm laughing because y'all don't y'all don't know what I really want to say. Um, they got to the second round. There was no Jamal Murray. But the Nuggets are still playing really well, firing on all cylinders, even when Jamal Murray got hurt. Um, you get to the next round, though. Kawhi Leonard. Um, you get to the finals. You have a 2-0 lead. You know, you should secure that. But for the Bucks. They benefited from a little bit of luck. Kyrie got hurt. James Harden got hurt. James Harden ended up did coming back, but he was appearing to look like a shell of himself. Um, Kevin Durant's foot was on the line uh, for a potential shot that would have won the game. There's luck involved. But we saw how dominant Giannis was, and he was simply amazing. As of this year, Giannis is now a two-time league MVP, NBA champion, a finals MVP, a defensive player of the year, most improved player, a five-time all-star, five-time all-NBA, and four-time all-defense. That is an incredible resume for a guy who's only 26 years old. You know, this series, Giannis put up some miraculous numbers. And he even had that hyperextended knee, which caused him to miss the last two games of the Bucks-Hawks series, the Eastern Conference Finals. But... Let's look at it, man. Let's look at the numbers. Game one, 20.17 rebounds, four assists, shot 54%. It's kind of still, you know, trying to come back, trying to figure things out. Game two, we had 42 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, shot 68%. Game three, 41 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, shot 60%. Game four, 26 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists, 57% from the field. Game five, 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists, 60% from the field. And then game six. Uh, the masterpiece, the icing on the cake, was 50 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, and shooting 64%. Man, he was putting up Shaquille O'Neal numbers, man. He was putting up Shaq numbers in the early 2000s finals where there was nothing you could do about Shaq. You just got to try to contain him pretty much. And and Giannis was, a, you know, a man amongst boys, man. He was, you know, Shaq even stamped him as Superman. Like, Giannis is, is a freak, man. He's <laughs> literally the Greek freak, man. And... I just want to talk about him and I just want to talk about his come up because his come up is like a it's like a storybook come up. It's a, it's a Disney movie come up. You know what I'm saying? And I was never a big fan of Giannis. You know what I'm saying? I, his game didn't necessarily, you know, appeal to me. Like I'm one of those guys who like a hooper, uh, a guy who can create their own shot consistently off the dribble, make tough shots, fadeaways, you know, can score in a variety of ways. That's that's my type of player. And it doesn't mean I don't I dislike, you know, players who can't do that, who aren't pure hoopers, but that's just the type of basketball I like, you know what I'm saying? But for Giannis, we've always talked about what he cannot do. You know, he can't 
and my guy Xavier Wary, shout out to him. He he, he pretty much said I'm kind of echoing him, and adding you know my own little twist to it. But we always talk about what Giannis can't do. We always talk about he can't dribble. He doesn't have a bag. He can't shoot. You know what I mean, he can't shoot free throws. <laughs> he was shooting the free throws last night, man. That's why I was encouraged for the Suns because you couldn't you couldn't stop him. You couldn't hack him and bail your way out like you know like a Ben Simmons. You couldn't do that. I know Giannis has had his struggles from the free throw line, but last night he was hitting them things. He was hitting them like he was locked in, bro. He like I was looking at it and B. Jones hit me and said Giannis is having a pantheon guy. Like, bro, he just wants it more. Like you can see it. The five blocks tell you. The five blocks freaking tell you. Like, bro, he wants it more. And he was, you know, pausing and taking these deep breaths. Like, bro, he left it all out on the court last night. He really did. But back to Giannis. You know how we always talked about the stuff he can't do. But what about what he can do, man? He came up from Athens, Greece. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew what he would become. You know, international players come on come into the league every year. It's usually a crapshoot because with their hit or miss. Like Luka Dantas, he's an exception, but he was playing professional basketball as a, as a young teen. Um, but we get so many of the guys, like the Mario Hazonias, the, I don't know, um... It's just so many guys, so many. I'm not like I'm not. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now, but there's so many guys that come into the league, and we just never know if they're gonna amount to anything. But it's like he really came from nothing. His come up story is amazing. I remember his MVP speech. He was crying. Uh, his dad passed away and stuff like that. But he really got it off the mud. He really out and out the mud, man. You know, coming from Athens, Greece, um, nobody knew what he would become. Nobody, nobody had a single clue. But you look at him; he worked on his game. Um, he worked on his body. Like, like Giannis, he he can't do everything. We know that. But he perfected what he could do. You know what I'm saying? Like. You're not stopping him when he gets ahead of steam. He can zero step you to death. Like he's he's strong. He's he's tall, man. He's huge. Like he's like he's not he's not a skilled player at all. But like I said, he what he does, he does it to the best of his ability. And I can like truly respect and admire his come up and his grind. Um, Chris Middleton's another guy who got it out the mud. Um, was a second round pick. Um, spent some time in the G League. Um. He was on the Pistons, um, got traded to the Bucks. Um, him and Giannis are pretty much like the two guys who were there, like from the from the get go, from the jump. Um, and I'm talking like when Jason Kidd was coaching the Bucks. And it's just been a hell of a journey. Like I'm just, I just wanted to shout out the whole team, like Drew Holiday. Um, we always hear, heard, and knew how good of an excellent defensive player he was. Um, but don't get me wrong, man. Drew Holiday, he's a bucket too, man. Like, I remember he was on the Sixers. He was a bucket back then. Um, but, you know, players talk about how he's the best defensive player in the league. Um, how he should be a defensive player of the year. Um, he should have won it already. Like, players talk like that good about Drew Holiday. And, you know, he was real crucial um, with that steal in game five. But he had a good series. I know he, he had a rough shooting night last night, but he still almost had a triple-double. Um, you know, he was, he was balling, man. Um, shout out to coach Mike Budenholzer. Um, this was a coach who, who likely would have got fired had the Bucks would have lost in the second round of Brooklyn. He would have got fired. He would have lost his job. Um, he's finally able to get over the hump. You know, we always talked about how he can't adjust and he can't make adjustments. 
but he he made some adjustments. I will say that. I will say that. Um, you know, DeAndre Ayton and, and Chris Paul kind of disappearing in a couple of those games did help. You know, when Devin Booker was getting 40 piece and 40 piece. But um, Mike Budenholzer, he figured some things out, man. He figured, you know, how, how they got to exploit and attack the Suns. And shout out to Coach Budenholzer, man. He, he got over the hump as well. You know, I was looking at him like a regular season coach, like a Mike D'Antoni type of coach. That's, that's, the, that's the way I was looking at him up until now. He is now a champion. Um, shout out to the role players, Bobby Porter, Pat Connaughton. Shouts out to Brooke Lopez. Shouts out to... Um, shout out to the whole team, man. Shout out to the whole team. I don't want to say shout out to Jeff T. <laughs> uh, but everybody's... Uh, shout out to PJ Tucker, man. I've always liked PJ Tucker because he's the definition of a role player. You know what you're going to get from him. He's going to come out. He's going to play that tough defense, that gritty, that, that grindhouse defense. He's going to... He's gonna play tough. I've always liked PJ Tucker because I'm not a I'm not a hooper. Like I talk about how I like a pure hooper, a guy who can cook up and create their own shot. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. But what I can do, I, I can play some defense. I can hit the open shot. And that's what PJ Tucker does. And I always admired a guy like that. I always admired the effort and hustle players and guys that play defense because playing defense, that's that strictly effort. You know, you, you have to you have to want to you have to want to do it you have to want to get dirty and kind of grind so i've always compared my game to like a pj tucker because i mean i'd be wearing some dribble on the court too but like i don't i don't gotta do too much i play some defense i get some rebounds i'll shoot the open shot but i'm never gonna do too much on the court and yeah i'm like a glue guy and that's why i always liked and respected pj tucker um who else uh, who else we got a shout out? I felt like I shouted out the core of the team. At least the guys that was getting minutes. Uh, Brent Forbes was getting minutes early on, but shout out to Brent Forbes. Um, just shout out to the whole team, man. They've been crowned champions. Uh, PJ Tucker, he took out, he took out, I said PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, he took out his old teammates, man, his old Houston teammates. He took them out one by one in each round. Um, you remember that 2018 Rockets team? He took all those guys out. Um, he took out Clint Capella. I mean, he took, no, I'm sorry. He took out Trevor Reese in the first round. Who was on the heat. Next round, he took out James Harden. Next round, he took out Clint Capella. And then the finals, he took out Chris Paul. And like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't a finals that we would necessarily expect. But it actually ended up being a good and highly entertaining finals. Like I didn't, like I said, the first two games I was like, eh, uh, I'm just gonna have this on the background noise. I was complaining, but this is what I asked for. I asked for some parity back in the league. And luck or not, man, injuries or not, bro, injuries happen every year, and that's just what the league is coming, man. It's becoming, you know, who's the healthiest, and that's that. That's what it is, and that's what it is. You know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. He shouldn't have got hurt. He shouldn't have got hurt. If he wouldn't have got hurt, this would have happened. Okay, so what? It's something I got to learn to get over. And yeah, parody is what I asked for. So shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. And yeah, um, it's been a hell of a season. The 2021 season is finally over. Um, my next episode, I will recap the season as a whole probably talk about the 10 best and biggest moments of the season and i'm going to talk about every coach and vacancy that has been filled 
And that's what I'll do in the next one. So until next time, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank everybody for patience and just rocking with me still, man. I know people probably want, yo, Mike, you ain't dropped the episode in a minute. And some stuff has happened. So if you made it all the way to the end of the episode, please go on uh, Apple Podcasts and resub because I had to create a new RSS and I had to do a bunch of different stuff. So you guys have to resubscribe to me on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, but we're still live. We're still on Spotify. We're still on SoundCloud. Um, working on YouTube. Um, but thanks again for everyone for the continued love and support. I'm your host, Sammy Got Mike Curry, and episode number 169 is done. Peace.